A crossover episode, Locked On Suns, Locked On Clippers, getting you ready for game one on Sunday. We're both here. We're making predictions. Let's go. You are Locked On Suns, your daily Phoenix Suns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're back. This is Locked On Suns and Locked On Clippers, a crossover edition of the pod today. Thank you for making us your first listen, getting you ready for uh, Suns Clippers. It is Thursday, maybe Wednesday night for some of you. We appreciate you spending your, your day with us as we get closer to game one. Tip off Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific time. You can follow along with each of our channels on any podcast platform as well as YouTube. Show's free. It's here for you every single day to get locked on to your favorite team. If you're on YouTube, go ahead and drop a comment. Just give us your predictions. That's what we're here to do. There's only so much time left. Not a lot's going to change. We just need everybody on the record with what your prediction is here for Suns Clippers in this first round. We'll get into Clippers side. We'll get into the Suns side. We'll get into predictions to close the show. I'm here with Darian Vaziri. He is the host of Locked On Clippers. All right. With all of that said... Darian, um, I just want to get a vibe check from you off the top uh, on the Clippers side because I've been, you know, putting my Clippers hat on and trying to get up to date on this team as much as I can. I'm going to ask you that in one second. I want to tell people today's show first is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check mark. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Darian. Um, give it to me. What is going to have to go right for the Clippers to win this series? What is the, what is the game plan, the, the routine, the pattern, whatever it is that's going to have to happen for the Clippers to win this series against the Suns? You say what has to go right, considering our odds a lot. You know, without Paul George, we're definitely going to be lacking somebody who is our second best scorer, second best offensive initiator, sometimes even the best, and somebody that can guard somebody that can guard players of multiple sizes. So what I think the biggest key for the Clippers is two, three things, actually. One, there's been two different Clipper teams defensively this year. There's one that is slow, old, and doesn't seem to care, and it's exacerbated by sometimes Ty Lue leaning, in, leaning into smaller lineups with not as many guys that are defense first out there, like Terrence Mann or Robert Covington kind of sitting on the bench, not getting enough time. But when those guys – I wouldn't even say just when those guys play. Obviously, when Terrence Mann plays and Robert Covington plays, I believe the defense gets better. But I think a lot of it's just an effort thing. Which kind of team is going to come out on a given night? What kind of intensity they're going to start games with? The Clipper team has been a slow starting team this season. So if I'm the Suns, I try to come out and punch them in the face uh, in the first uh, game, first quarter, set a tone, get that Phoenix crowd into it. But because you don't know which Clipper team you're going to see defensively. If you get the good one, they got a chance to compete with anybody. And then the two other keys, I think Kawhi Leonard, given that Paul George is out, has to be the best player in the series. He has to outplay Durant and Devin Booker. Tall task, but given the weight that he has to carry, he's going to be taking a lot of shots. He's going to have a lot of touches. And playoff Kawhi is, uh, I know Phoenix Suns fans, unfortunately, didn't get to see it two years ago, but he's something special. He really is. And the third key is the role players need to hit from three. You know, the Clippers are a good three-point shooting team. They can be very hot and cold. If the role players knock down threes and make the Suns' defense pay, then 
we're going to, we can have a really good chance of getting an upset here. That leads us into the next thing that I wanted to talk about. The thing that I, I feel like I have the, the least feel for with this Clippers team, because the last time these teams played outside of the final day, when, when nobody on the Suns was, was in there was February 16th. And there was no Russ and no KD in that game. And for people who are watching from Phoenix, trying to get a, a feel for this Clippers team as it currently looks, what's been the biggest impacts, positive and negative, that Russell Westbrook has brought to this team, and what kind of impact do you expect him to have in this series? Negative, I would say, you know, obviously he doesn't really space the floor very well. You know, teams can double off of him and load up, uh, load up off of him on Kawhi Leonard because they don't respect him as a shooter. Uh, secondly just like I said about the Clipper team defense, a lot of it is contingent on Russell Westbrook and what mood he's in defensively. I think he's had slightly more solid defensive games than bad as a Clipper, but when he's poor and especially when he starts next to Eric Gordon and they're both poor, it really puts us at a disadvantage. So I'd say the inconsistent defense, but the main one that concerns me is the erratic turnovers and the timeliness of those turnovers that we've seen from Russell Westbrook throughout his career. As for positives, I think so far as a Clipper, there have been more positives than negatives. Yes, he started out on a five-game losing streak, but a couple of those losses came with the Vince Zubats out, who's been so important for us this season. And also, you bring a player in like Russell Westbrook, a starting point guard, certain guys get less minutes. Guys got to adjust to their new roles. So sometimes it takes a little bit of time, and that's why people are also a little hesitant about getting Russell Westbrook at that stage of the season. But his rim pressure is really good. He's shooting 49% from the field and 36% from three as a clipper. So 36% from three for Russell Westbrook. I'll take that all day. And another thing, his attitude has been so much better. You can feel that he has been embraced here. He's actually cutting off the ball. He is setting screens more often. He's doing all the things that they said he was really unwilling to do across the hall. And the main thing that stood out to, to me about him, the best passer we've had since Chris Paul, bar none, not even close. And, he has passion. And this team, you know, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, as good as they are, they're kind of stoic, lead-by-example kind of leaders. We missed a guy like a Patrick Beverly that is a vocal leader that is going to try to rally the troops and be that kind of guy. And Russell Westbrook, he has been – I've enjoyed watching this team more with him this season than without. I mean, that's a big testament, I feel like. And and, and that was what I was getting at with the, the shooting, what you were saying about the passing, right? Because I do think – I just got up the numbers um, a minute before we were uh, set to hit record. The Clippers were, I think it's fourth in non-corner three shooting this season. And the Suns were middle of the pack. And I tried to look at the on-off with Russ. It wasn't exactly perfect. And I think it's such a small sample, it's hard to pull from. And a lot of it's based on the shots he's choosing to take. So it's hard to pull, pull and parse through those numbers. But that feels like an advantage to me. And I remember back in 2021... You know, I obviously didn't necessarily want the Clippers to win that series, but I was looking at it being like, I don't understand why Ty Lue won't put Luke Kennard on the court more because it just felt like, why not try to just outshoot the Suns? Because that's a weakness of this team. They don't take a lot of threes, the Suns, and and they don't have a lot of guys who are just dead-eye shooters even when they do take them. So I was sitting there wondering that, and it feels like that could be another advantage here is you could imagine a few games where if, if Westbrook's getting into his sort of driving kick, if they're able to maybe push the tempo, get some threes that way, that type of thing, then they might be able to outshoot the Suns here, even you know maybe in a couple of those first two games at home for Phoenix or whatever. That feels like an advantage for them. 
Um, and I think Russ will be a big part of it if it happens. Obviously, the guys who shoot need to make them, but but him getting them the ball in their spots and all that is going to be key as well. Uh, the last thing I had for you, just as a as a fan or the maybe somebody who's a little closer to the chatter and the reporting and the rumors around Paul George, how are you going into like are you going to the series thinking we see him at all? Are you thinking it happens in the first couple games in LA later than that? Just like as a person, just what's your kind of like internal clock on that whole situation? People keep, you know, Clipper fans keep talking to me and saying, I think he's coming back in game three or four. Um, it's been three weeks since the whole, he's going to be reevaluated in two to three weeks. I don't expect to see him in this series, Brendan. I think that if we do see Paul George, it would have to be in the second round. If we upset the Suns. I personally don't plan on seeing, I wouldn't plan on seeing him in the first round, but then again, I don't know the, the, the Clippers, their theme with Lawrence Frank as the president of basketball operations the last four years is to keep things under wraps. They don't want to leak anything. If you recall, two years ago during that conference finals, we still didn't even know if Kawhi Leonard was coming back or not. They were bluffing it the whole time. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's just to keep fans more emotionally invested or to keep the opponents on their toes, maybe a little bit of both, but I would not expect to see him. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing the, kind of the same thing with Zion, right? With there's also the two things you said of why they could be kind of cloudy about it, but then there's also the element of pressure on the player and the relationship with the player, and you don't want to overstate or understate wherever they might be, and it feels like that's always been part of it with the Clippers. I mean, even last year, right, with Kawhi, there was like suddenly those rumors toward the end of the regular season of, is he going to come back? And he obviously right. did not. Um, it is always hard to tell with these guys, and I don't know. I think I think my, my view on that has been, from a Sun standpoint, you got to just take care of business and try to get this series over, you know, in five games or something like that. If, if you can, I'm not trying to like overlook the Clippers, but that's the mentality that I would be having. If I'm Monty Williams, if I'm the leaders of this son's team is to say like, let's just put the, the gas on kind of what you were saying of getting out to that, that hot start and just, and just really taking advantage of it. And then you never, you don't even have to worry about it. Maybe he comes back in the last couple of those games, but he's still getting his legs under him and you don't make it a concern at all. That's what I think the Suns should be looking at it as, but Let's flip over to the Suns. I'll give the uh, mic to Darian here to go through some Phoenix sides of this. First, today's show, guys, brought to you by eBay Motors. Here's the deal. Uh, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. We just talked about all the components of the Los Angeles Clippers and how they're all going to have to come together. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with their eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only and exclusions a plot. All right, we're talking Suns. We got the Clippers side of things. Darian, I will let you quiz me a little bit here. Uh, let's go back and forth on the Phoenix side. They are, of course, the favorite. They are, of course, the higher seed, the home team, all that good stuff. But uh, this is a team that has a lot of questions, so I would love to hear what's on your mind about the Suns. So I actually watched, I want to say, half your games with KD. Uh, I made an effort to actually watch them. I watched the Thunder game. I watched the Mavs game. Also, the game against Minnesota on the local Bally, Arizona feed with K-Ray and Eddie. So I was trying to get a pulse of the team. 
Um, I think KD is one of those players that fits in seamlessly in most places. My first question to you is, yes, you're 8-0 with, this, with KD, but the best teams that you've played at OKC, at Dallas, and versus Minnesota, we're better than them, even without Paul George. I'm adamant <laughs> yeah. about that. Yeah. How confident are you in this series? Or should I say, how confident are you on this team that they can win the championship with just eight games? That's the most obvious thing everyone's going to say is, mm-hmm. you know, do you have the continuity yet, even though it seems like a good fit, to win a championship with just eight games with Kevin Durant played? Uh, right now, no. I mean, I think that's the answer. And and confidence-wise, you know, I don't know what the Suns are to win the finals. That Those odds are always kind of silly, even, even now. But minus 500 to win this series even feels excessive to me um, mm-hmm. because it's just like nobody in a four or five, I think should ever be minus 500, no matter what trades happen or whatever injuries are going on. Um, as far as like looking past this and like what this series is going to be as sort of a first step for, for the Suns, I mean, I think it's no secret that this was obviously like a, a desirable matchup for Phoenix just because of the injuries that the Clippers are dealing with. It was, it would have been, hell to try to play the Warriors right away. I know they're bringing back Andrew Wiggins, but I think Suns fans were rooting for it to be this once Paul George went down. That's not to say that this will be a cakewalk, but they are still integrating Durant. They are still figuring out what they want to be, what they want to look like. There's a lot of chess pieces and chess moves we have just not seen from this Suns team because they just weren't put into situations, tested because of the opponents like you listed off, that... Obviously, you expect it, it will go okay, but never having tried it and trying to do it in a in a big do or die playoff game is not ideal. So, that's it is a question, it is a concern. I think the Clippers are all things considered among the options, probably the best choice, the best kind of uh, end result for the Suns to try to deal with. Okay, so that sounds like you're confident to win this series, but ultimately to win the whole thing, not so much yet this year. I think another thing that everyone's talking about with the Suns is the defense. But in my opinion, look, I think a lot of people that don't watch the Suns have this perception of them that they just have no defense anymore. And that's not what my eyes tell me. And the reason why I say that is because I think Josh Okogie has been playing really good defense. Um, I think that Kevin Durant is a really underrated defender. And I know Chris Paul has really dropped off defensively. But the last couple of games I watched this season, he was still that scrappy CP3 that can still get some timely steals and can play above his size. What do you think about the defense right now? And is it championship ready? You know, is a Kogi going to be guarding Kawhi mainly in the series? I would expect so. Probably Torrey Craig as well. Um, let me know what you think about the defense. Is it because top 10 defensive rating throughout the season, but that's with Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. Yeah, it's interesting that that is a little bit of the perception. I mean, they closed with a top 10 defense on the year. Like you said, there were some different pieces. I mean, they never had more than a month with any one group, period. Because even before the Durant trade, they had Cam Johnson go down. Booker missed a ton of time this year. Chris Paul had a couple different injuries. But they closed the year out fourth in defense over the last two weeks. Now, I know a lot of those games were April basketball in the NBA, which is hard to pull anything out of. But... They've been able to keep it afloat. They've been able to make it work. I think to me, on the Kawhi note, yeah, one of my kind of keys or takes or whatever you want to call it is I feel like Torrey Craig might actually end up closing some games for this team. 
just because I think, you know, Akogi is a good defender, but very similar to Mikhail Bridges, he's a guy who is best on guards, best on, you know, I'm going to go over screens, I'm going to contest, you know, I'm going to take up your your breathing room as a ball handler, not so much the way that Kawhi likes to play where he's just going to isolate, he's going to bang with you, he's going to post up, he's going to do these power drives to the basket, all that stuff. Akogi's only 6'4", and he's probably giving up like 30 pounds on Kawhi, right? So I think Craig yeah. might actually be somebody we see more than we did during the regular season. But overall, um, I don't really know if the Suns have necessarily some sort of big matchup weakness that I'm worried about in this series just because the Clippers, we kind of know what their offense is, right? It's it's not going to be overly complicated in terms of scheme. But I do think we saw last year in the second round that against Dallas, who you would say the same thing about, Chris Paul right. routinely was bowled over, abused, fouled out of games, all this stuff, campaigned the same way. There are guys that are going to play for this Suns team that are going to be susceptible to that, not to mention their backup centers, which is a weak point, all this stuff. Terrence Ross, guys like that. There are weak points that if you get a switch, if Kawhi goes to work on somebody, he can make them foul, he can blow past them, he can get a bucket, same with Russ, these other players that can score. And so I don't think it'll be easy to contain them, but I do just think guarding the Clippers to me is kind of just like, Man up, contain the ball, be on your P's and Q's with off-ball switches when you want to do that, and then just try to not let it get bad. I mean, that that it, it's not easy, but it's pretty simple, I guess, is, the, is a good way to put it. Yeah, I think Torrey Craig will be an interesting one to watch. I think he's done decent jobs on Kawhi Leonard in the past. That's a good point you make about Akogi. It gives me a little more context on him because you're right about Mikhail Bridges. I mean, he's a fantastic defender, but you saw against Luka – he couldn't necessarily take those hits in the post like Wiggins could. Um, that was something that stuck out to me watching last year. And that's why I feel but like Russ think- might be kind of important too. If if you can if he can have games where he's scoring the ball or even just getting into the teeth of the defense and making them rotate, you might have to put a Kogi on him. If it can't be Booker or Chris Paul, then what do you do? Then you're starting to get to, does Duran have to guard Kawhi? Do you have to make adjustments? And that's one way I think Russ could be a, an adjustment kind of forcer on this series if he's if he's at his best. Right. Do you guys think you still start a Kogi though over Craig? Early on, I think he will. Yeah. I, I don't think, you know, I think Monty's going to, it's cocky, it's whatever, but as the favorite, you don't go in playing that desperate way, right? So you're going to say, we're doing our thing, stop us. And then if we have to adjust, we'll adjust. So I think the Suns will start a Kogi. They'll, they'll do their normal thing and then they'll have to go from there. My last question is the one that was kind of talked about most on that on that broadcast I watched by uh, Tom Leander and TC, he was saying they were talking about the bench a lot. You know, that's the biggest thing with the Suns team is you traded Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, you gave up some depth. Still have guys like Campaign, Terrence Ross. Um, how do you feel about the bench? Because the thing about the Clippers is we've been advertised as the deepest team in the league. Yes, our record might be underwhelming, but I still believe we are the deepest team in the league. We have guys that are sitting down on the bench that not even playing a minute that I think could be on teams rotations, like Amir yeah. coffee and them. We won't even see in this series, but as far as bones, Highland, Norman Powell's the leading scorer in the NBA off the bench. Who's been playing really well the last three games. So it's all you Suns fans. When you say, when you see Norman Powell drop 20 points in one of the first couple of games, it's not coming out of nowhere. I'm going to tell you that right now. And then Mason Plumley, who's a decent backup. And then you have um, Robert Covington. We'll see if he plays, but then Terrence Mann. I think our bench, we definitely win there. How do you feel about your bench heading into the series? Yeah, I think I think uh, that's kind of the first time I've really thought about it, like team team by team, player by player in that way. Like, I think 
the six man for uh, players six through ten for the Clippers would all be the Suns six man. Honestly, um, right. it's kind of crazy. But so I agree. I think Powell's a big swing on this series. If if he can score efficiently and consistently, and not at the detriment of of other players, which I know has always been a criticism of him throughout his career. Uh, but I don't think it's it's always fair. Either way, if he can do that, the Suns are gonna be at a disadvantage. They don't know what their bench is going to be. That's just flat out true. They do not know. I don't think anyone could tell you with a straight face that they know who even the first guy to check in in the first quarter of game one will be. We just we do, we genuinely do not know that answer. Um, they have options. TJ Warren, Terrence Ross, campaign. Those are all guys who can kind of put the ball in the basket. They have some defensive options like Craig or Biombo, uh, other guys. Baisley might even make an appearance if you really need something there. But... That's an, uh, the, the biggest thing that I think that will affect to me is as far as what we were talking about with the Suns getting ready and kind of adjusting and the run, the short runway that they had heading into this series. If the biggest, the biggest adjustment encounter the Suns are going to have, if the Clippers bench, especially is scoring the ball really well, is just going to be to play their starters more. And that's always going to be yeah. what they do. And so if do you, you get into two of the, oh my bad. No, go ahead. I was going to say, do you think they keep two of Booker, Paul, Aiton, and Durant on the court at all times? I do, yeah. And Monty, Monty was pretty open about that even toward the end of the regular season. That's part of why they played their guys in that TNT game with all the Nuggets uh, scrubs out there, you know, is just to say, I know that's disrespectful. They're not scrubs. They played pretty well, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah. they just wanted to see what the rotation was going to be. They played Durant like 40-something minutes just to see, um, and that was another what what they wanted to do. They're going to have Chris Paul and Kevin Durant with the second unit, and then they're going to have Booker and Aiton out there a lot of the time together as well. But if you can make the Suns play all those, all those guys' heavy minutes right from the jump, I do think that's at a disadvantage for them because somebody like Paul, you're increasing the chance of injury or tired out, or Aiton is not somebody who really often gets into the high 30s or low 40s. He just never has, so you don't really want to put him there. But if the Clippers bench pushes them and you have to bring those guys in, I think that could be an advantage for the Clippers as well. Yeah. But I think those are the main questions. I mean, we know Kevin Durant. We know Devin Booker. We know Chris Paul extremely well. I think the biggest questions are more on the Clippers' side. How do you guard this Suns team? Hmm. Well, let's get into it. Let's do predictions, and we can talk a little bit more about kind of the keys and, and really what the swing things will be for each side. We'll get into that all next. First, today's show, guys, brought to you by FanDuel. Uh, it's the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. We love FanDuel. It is also the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back, and there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If you don't win, Darian, what are your thoughts on that minus 500 series price for the Suns? Does that feel crazy to you? That's a little much, in my opinion. I think you got to give us a little bit more of a chance. We have playoff yeah. Kawhi Leonard. That feels fair to me. I, I don't think it's right. Uh, but I think it's, wow, a two and a half game spread as well. The Clippers are getting no respect. Uh, it, it feels like a great time to dive in on the Clips if you are a Clippers fan. Get a little money in on that if your psyche and soul can handle it. 
In addition, Nothing new with the no respect thing. In addition to the stress, though, I never know if it's good or bad to bet on your favorite team. It makes it's like it's just doubly bad when they lose, but doubly good when they win. Um, either way, there's also tons of stuff for all the other series as well. This is the fun time of year in the NBA. Everybody's playing their best. Everybody's available, unlike the regular season. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball and, of course, the National Basketball Association. All right, closing out the show with our series predictions. But first, uh, Darian, it sounded like you wanted to dive in a little more on, on the Clippers guarding the Suns. Um, is there anything else there that I'm not expecting? Because I was watching back that February 16th game, and some things did jump out to me. It felt like Ty Lue really schemed that one up to try to win, which is not common in the regular season, sort of showing your cards, all that stuff. But he sold out on, you know, over-rotating, pre-switching, some of these different things. He put guys like Batum on Booker. He was doing some stuff, and they were really uh, showing more than I would have expected what are you kind of looking for on that side of things? Because I do agree that's going to make or break this series is if the Clippers can slow down this Suns offense, which has been incredible with Durant in the lineup, that will allow them to win or at least keep this close. What do you have your eye on with that that side of things? Well, I think first off, that matchup before the All-Star break, I think we can kind of throw that uh, out the window because you didn't have Kevin Durant. We didn't have Russ. A lot has changed since then, so... I think the only thing that Clipper fans have taken from that game was how surprisingly decent Eric Gordon – that decent is putting it nicely. He played it really well, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric Gordon did against Booker that game. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not going to be consistent over a seven-game series, I don't think. But if he can body him up a little bit and just make Devin's life a little bit tougher – and I'm not saying that Eric Gordon's going to be guarding him you know, the majority of the series, but I think he is a body. You just need as many bodies as you can to throw at these guys. As far as Booker and Kevin Durant, the one thing people are talking about as far as the Clippers is – we struggle with the quicker, younger guards. Booker and KD don't really get to the rim like that. They're stop-and-pop guys. They have incredible mid-range games. Two of the top five, in my opinion, mid-range uh, players in the league and just three-level scorers in general. But as long as the Clippers can kind of do their best to stay in front and just contest their shots best they can, look, they're going to make shots that you have no answer for. But as long as you can just get a good contest in there and hopefully get them to miss a little bit more, that's the main thing. But as far as schemes, who guards who, all that, I mean, we we literally could be here for another hour. Uh, all I'd say is I would expect Nicholas Batum to start on KD as the primary defender, and I would expect Ka- Kawhi Leonard to be guarding a weaker player until later in the game to conserve his energy with how much he's going to have to carry, which is unfortunate because I love seeing Kawhi defend. I think it actually makes him more engaged on both ends, but I think he's literally going to probably start on like a Kogi or CP3. Yeah, that's what they did in that last game was had uh, had Kawhi on a Kogi. They also had a – I know I agree with you. you got to throw it out to some degree because the presence of Durant just transforms what you got to be worried about. But um, they Ty Lue did go to a – pretty quickly in the first quarter, he went to um, Zubats on like Craig and Leonard on a Kogi just to allow them to help. I think he took George, he might have even taken PG off of somebody and basically put all the best defenders as helpers and then the weaker guys as like the on-ball defenders. I thought that was kind of interesting. I think we'll see some of that. You obviously just can't really help off Durant or Booker if any of them are, are spacing the floor. And so there's only so much aggressiveness you can really do um, with all of yeah. that. But all right, you want to make predictions? Let's do it. All right. Um, 
I feel like the Suns can win this series in five games. But I'm getting a lot of Suns in five comments on my Locked On Clippers channel, which I don't like. They found you. I didn't even tell anybody to go do that or anything, but they must have yeah, found they you. They found me. Yeah, I'll I'll do that. I'll say five. The Suns have not ever won a series at home since they started making the playoffs again. They've never closed out a series at home. So maybe there's part of me that just wants to see that and kind of get the fan base to get to be part of that. But uh, I'll go five. I feel like that's cocky and homerish, but you know whatever. It is my gut instinct right now. So I'll say five. When was the last time you won a series at home? I'm like, would have been I'm going back probably to one of the 2010 series. They probably won one of those at home, I would think. Nah, because I remember you beat Portland in six games and then you swept San Antonio and then you lost the Lakers. So you didn't even win a, you didn't close out a series at home in that one. Yeah. So there you go. It's been, it's been many, many years. I remember it, I think. I think it was 2007 against the Lakers in the first round. If mm. I, basketball I'll check memory it I'll record. check it while you uh while you give me your oh yeah it is that one it is that one because you guys lost to San Antonio that was the Robert Ori thing yeah sorry Suns fans I'm gonna bring that up but um yeah. my prediction okay you're going with Suns in five look I would obviously not be disappointed in my team for losing this particular series I will be disappointed in our season for being in this position that's what you got to get mad if you're a Clipper fan is you sh- you're in the five seed look if you had a championship aspirations you end up in the five seed be prepared to play in a dogfight first round but in my opinion, if we lose in five, that's embarrassing, especially for Kawhi. Um, since he's become this superstar player in the NBA, he's never lost a series in five games. So I, I think he at least gets us two games. Um, but the thing is, any series that the Clippers are involved in, it's like it's very hard for me to bet against my own team, you know, or to, to, to pick against my own team. The only time I've done that is 2019 we played against the Warriors and they had literally the dream team and we had Lou Williams as our best player. So yes, I picked the Warriors to win that series. But other than that, Clippers are always in 50-50 series, even dating back to the 06 series against you guys. I know the Suns were favored, but Rajah Bell misses that shot in game five. We're going 3-2 back to LA. So I'm going to go with the upset, of course. Clippers in seven games, Chris Paul and Kevin Durant capitulate on the biggest stage and everyone's talking trash about the Suns again. I love it. All right. So I don't feel nearly as bad going Suns in five. If, if you're going, uh, if you're going with that pick, um, but look, if I was to go Clippers in six, the thing is obviously it's more realistic. You win the series at home, but I just don't see the Clippers beating the Suns four out of six games. You know what I'm saying? I think it's going to take a little bit of choking on the Suns part and you know, yeah, seven games, drag it out. All right, I love it. Uh, yeah, you are right on the the last time they won at home. It was 2007, Game 5 against the Lakers. Uh, we had 26-10 and 10 from Sean Marion, 27-16 and 16 from Amari Stoudemire. James Jones was the starting two-guard back then, which is kind of funny to think back to now. Uh, so, yeah, it has been legitimately six, almost 16 years since the Suns celebrated a series win on their home court. Uh, so hopefully that that game five does does play out that way. Um, I don't blame you not picking the Clippers or not. I don't blame you for picking the Clippers. Did you think that they did you pick them in 2021? I know you weren't like doing locked on Clippers back then, but did you did you feel like they were going to win that series? No, but when you break the second round curse that's held over your franchise for 51 years and you start to believe anything. So, yes, I did pick up the win. <laughs> I mean, like you were saying with the Raja Bell shot, I mean, if that uh, if that lob doesn't go into Aiton in game two, very different yeah. set of circumstances in that series as well. Um, all right, man. It should be fun. Maybe we'll reconvene if things get testy or interesting here in this first couple of games next week. 
Uh, but it should be a fun series. I do think it's going to be competitive. Durant versus Kawhi, it really doesn't get much better in terms of just a one-on-one superstar type of matchup. I kind of hope we see Paul George because I just like the best basketball to happen, uh, but we'll see. Right. We don't want him to rush it back. We don't want another Anthony Davis 2021 situation by any means, but um, that'll wrap us up. Thank you for making Locked On Suns and Locked On Clippers your first listens to get you started on your Thursday. Wrap up your week as we head toward the playoffs. You can find us on all podcast platforms, including YouTube, where you can hit follow and subscribe. Get the show in your feed every single Monday through Friday. Make us your first listen. In the meantime, go make Locked On NBA your second listen. Get caught up on everything else going on around the association. Playoff previews galore. Check that show out there on all platforms as well. We'll catch you guys all next time.